let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and we're um, not on our own this week, are we, mate? No, we've been uh, joined by our guests. We, we have. We are joined by the guys from Men Behaving Badly. Welcome, chaps. Hello. Hi, guys. Right. Thanks for having us. Um, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, please introduce yourselves. Uh, hi, I'm Tom. Hello, I'm Ashley. <laughs> and I'm Mark. And I didn't know goes. if you wanted more of an introduction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mark just pointed fine. to me and I'm like, oh, great. Welcome yeah. to this week's University Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so probably going to put a disclaimer out now that, that this is the second podcast we've recorded tonight, yeah. having previously recorded uh, your show with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, doing yes. a guest hours segment with, with you. So welcome to, to Opinions. Um, you've probably guessed by now that we've decided to take you on a bit of an exploration through dark beers, um, because we know how much Ashley loves them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, as I was doing the intro, Martin was uh, quietly opening the beers in the background. Everyone wants to hear a can being opened. They do. Um, what's the first beer we've got tonight, mate? So, the first beer we've got, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with anyway, is a Beaver Town Black Betty. So, it's a black IPA. And it comes in at a really reasonable 7.4%. Great place to start. Where else would you start yeah. a podcast? Yeah. So let's um, let's get stuck into this straight away. Okay, yeah, so right. cheers. Welcome, guys. Cheers. Welcome cheers. to the Thank you. Cheers. This is not one I've had from Beaver Town before, personally. No, I don't I think, think it's one I'd ever go for. No. <laughs> <laughs> is it because it's got the word black? <laughs> <laughs> it says black, Betty. It's, it's black it's IPA. It's just all those words that set me on edge. I mean, probably just to say, I mean, this has come out straight of the ice bucket as well. So mm. it's probably one which will benefit from a couple of minutes warming up as well. I think so. But I still think there's loads of flavour coming off that. Straight away, you get um, that, that pine on, on the nose for me that, that, that I, I tend to associate with black IPAs. Um, that gives way to some hints of citrus in there. Hardly any roasted flavours for, for me. Um, so... Pretty much bordering on on what I'd term as being the perfect black IPA. Yeah. I mean, we we had this at our recent work beer tasting, and it went down a storm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a uh, great confused people as well because it's not what they expect from a black beer. It, it is, yeah. It's that it, I, I think it's with a black IPA you walk that fine line between hoppy stout, don't you, yeah. or, or or black IPA. Um, Guys, any any initial I, I, what do thoughts? We, Ashley, uh, just, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of sniffing going on there, and not a lot of tasting. And I think it's because what I normally what normally happens for me with a beer as dark as this, and it's sort of the colour of a Pepsi Max or something like that. And it, there's normally that initial smell, and then a bit of a sigh, and it's sort of a oh here we go. But I'm not getting that. I'm actually not getting that, and it. I think it's like Steve said that there's not that sort of roasted dark coffee type scent that's coming out of it and I think that's what normally sets me into that mindset of right we're going for a dark beer then so let's just get it down and, and try and find some positives but actually it, because it doesn't have that it, it sort of intrigues me I think a little bit have and you tasted it yet? I haven't <laughs> intrigued me it hasn't intrigued you enough to, to have a suck really building yeah. yourself what worries me while you're doing that guys what, what do you think well, yeah there's a, there's a nice sweetness to that I think um, uh, for me personally um, I'm, I'm a fan of the dark beers anyway as it is um, as you are Tom yeah. I'm sure as well so um, yeah no I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying that it's a nice nose it, there is a surprising kind of 
lightness to it, I'm finding. Um, but uh, yeah, going down really well. Yeah, I think I've, I've not had a lot of black IPAs, but I had one the other day uh, in a local and brewery in Nottingham, I can't remember what it was. Um, and that, that was really nice. I just Like I say, it's a bit strange when you've got that and you expect those sort of real darker flavours, and you, but you've got that sort of lighter hoppiness. Actually, I really like the marriage between that sort of bit more on the dark side, bit of the light side, sort of. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine line, isn't it? Yeah, and I it's, I've really yeah. liked that sort of those two flavours together. We, we so that, having um, this is... We had that with the Siren Americano, didn't we? Um, on yeah. One of our last episodes. And I think, because it was that kind of darker IPA with the coffee, they, they really built it up with the coffee. Um, and I wasn't a particularly big fan of that because the coffee was a bit too overwhelming for me. I think this is a perfectly good balance. Though. The Americano was still a blonde beer, wasn't it? With yeah. coffee notes, wasn't it? Because we had that one, didn't we? It was one of their series of four, series, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I must admit, I, I smiled. I had, I had a wry smile when I was listening to that episode, and, and you <laughs> said you were doing that. I was like, this will be interesting <laughs> 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 to, to, to see what they think yeah. of this. For, for me, when it comes to coffee, I, I prefer the kind of subtle hints that you get in your stouts and your, your porters and such. But um, that for me was a bit too overwhelming in that flavour. But this for me is really hitting the spot. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, very nice. Okay, so the third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that is my nickname. <laughs> um, no, actually, I think it's, it's, there is more sort of roasted flavour than there is aroma, but it, it isn't overpowering. I think the combination of that with how light it feels in the mouth, and I don't know how much of that is down to the temperature. It is very cold, and it, whether that's dulling some of those darker flavours a little bit, um, it would be interesting to see how that warms but it feels light and refreshing and sort of clean, um, but does have some of those bitter after notes from, from that roasted flavour. So I think actually that's, for me, that, that's quite an interesting halfway house between the sort of beers that I can get on board with and some of the stuff that still terrifies me. But, uh, <laughs> There's still time for that. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, this is only beer number one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so guys, tell us... Um, I suppose tell us a little bit about your journey in, into beer. Obviously, you're about you're, you're a year or so into the podcast now, coming yeah, up for yeah, a year. Nine months, May May seventeenth. Yeah. Um, what what made you decide to start a podcast? We were sitting in the outside on the Freemasons, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. I think we we just started together. Just I think each of us had, had been exploring beers a bit more, um, and with Market Harbour starting to become more so with the opening of Beer House. Um, which is um, just got different beers on almost every week, which is you know got plenty to try. Freemasons bringing in um, that was sort of an old pub that got revamped and uh, was bringing lots of good beers. I think we just were just sitting outside one day and just thought we're kind of talking about these beers. Why not? Yeah. It's sort of, it was a joke at first, wasn't it? Why don't we do a podcast? Yeah. And well, then it was I, kind of like, I really right, wanted we'll to do. And then I really wanted to do a podcast of sorts with the guys. I, I kind of. Um, thought of loads of ideas of different podcasts we could try. I think initially we were going to go for a Carvery podcast. That was our first idea. We got into a theory of going for Carveries a lot, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, there's there's only so much you can really do with a Carvery podcast. I might actually look up to see how many Carvery podcasts are out there. I'm just in less than one. It's been very niche, I think that was. But yeah, that kind of thankfully got put to the back <laughs> but yeah as, as Tom said we were sitting in the um, Freemasons beer garden one day and we were just like you know I think we should probably start a podcast on this so I think yeah that's yeah that's it was it was with the expectation that nobody would listen to it yeah, yeah. Um, and yet I, I don't know I think there seems to be some kind of 
innocent charm <laughs> to three guys who really there, clearly don't really know what they're talking there was a about. Certain, there was definitely a naivety on my part thinking, oh, there's probably only about four or five beer podcasts out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not knowing that there's, yeah. there's actually quite a few more. Well, yeah. To be fair to you guys, I mean, just in the last year to 18 months, there has been quite a big increase in mm. beer podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Um, but as, uh, you know, from a, from a listener point of view for your podcast, what's been nice is it is a, it's been a recording of your journey. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So even absolutely. though the podcast is only nine months old, I would argue the journey's longer than the nine months. Not much longer. As, as in really, your starting point for your first few shows, yeah, were very much probably been fixed for a number of years. With the type of beers you were having, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. pretty broad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we did know, broad yeah. first couple of so, yes. I would say that, that, that that's what I've really enjoyed about it is is those steps you've been taking all the way through, and then there seems to be a point where you sort of did a bit of a leap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to, to you suddenly discovered there were beers over six percent. It's like, oh, hello. Yeah. And then yeah. you also then discovered that they weren't necessarily to be um, too scared of them, whereas you probably focused on the ABV to start off with. Like, I think oh, we did. God yeah. That. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think I mean that that's a discussion I think we had in one of our most recent episodes was actually that you can have beers that are double figures, you know, sort of 11, 12% that just got sweet flavours and, and nice flavours that, that mask all of that unnecessary alcohol bitterness and sweetness, um, you know, and contrast those to things that are sort of six and a half, seven, that just taste like alcohol. Yeah. Um, so actually finding those beers that are strong, but they're strong for a reason and they've got huge amounts of flavour. Um, and so it's just pointing out that Strong beers aren't bad beers. There are good strong beers and there are bad strong beers. Yeah. There are good weak beers and there are there are bad weak beers. It's, so it's amazing that it was the six and seven percenters that kind of helped us coin the term bico. Mm. Bico. Yeah. Um, and which, on the last bico episode, you were nowhere near. Nowhere near. <laughs> six yeah. Yeah. Pretty much double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. Much, yeah. Double. And it it just keeps continuing to grow. For anyone who doesn't know what bico means, it means blow your cock off. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's uh, that kind of. That's really doubled for us now, I think, in terms of what we see as a as a biker, as a really strong beer. Yeah. Um, and that's just all been part of the journey. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, our journey has been helped massively by the number of other beer podcasts out there. I think when we first sort of realised how many out there, we, we, we maybe thought, oh, actually, you know, should we view these as competition or, you know, should we be trying to do something different? But then I think we quickly realised that actually we can only do what we can do. You know, we are the guys that we are. Um, you know, there's no point in us trying to be experts or anything like that because we'll get found out immediately. So yeah. we can only do what we can do. And guys like yourselves, Miles at Northeast Sipping Forecast, have actually taken the time to say, you've not quite got that right when you have a look at this or, you know, try this beer if you like that sort of thing, has just been invaluable um, to actually yeah. sort of get in touch with people and learn and, and develop, which I think, you know, just would not have been possible without social media and all sorts of mm. things so yeah. it's just been amazing and, and the sort of the, the speed at which we're learning things and getting in touch with people on Twitter and having conversations that a year ago would have been is totally it, impossible is it starting to take over your lives a little bit yeah <laughs> you, you, you yeah. said that in a way that kind of <laughs> suggests to me not, that not in a negative it's, way it's, it's uh, taken over my yeah. 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 yeah it's not a negative way at all but it, yeah. yeah I mean I, I, you know, because uh, you know, we've already said so. We, we've done a show with these guys, and one of the things I said is that once you learn a bit more, you want to know a bit more. Yeah, then you find absolutely. out there's a whole load more to learn. Yeah, isn't there? Whether that be styles, different breweries, whatever it might be, even just going to different places. Well, I think we, we realised with it, sort of two months into the, the podcast, we realised that sours and gozers were a thing. 
We didn't even know they existed, and still, now they're my sales and goes to the thing. Well, they are, but I still try and avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> you see, but now they're, they're my absolute favourite thing. Well, you know, I, I didn't but know they imagine, existed six months ago. Can you imagine what happened? I mean, you know. No, I, I think no. you know. We we always assumed that you sort of have pale ales, dark beers, some sort of brown water beers in the middle. Uh, and what, that was what it. What we call cask. Know. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't line them up for him. Has yeah. anyone here had Jaipur on cask? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but not at the brewery before he says it. So I, so Taking I think, all my lines from yeah. me now. It's, it's just been a, a sort of, yeah, no, it's exactly like you say, Martin. You know, the, the more we've sort of branched to learn, the, the, the more we realise that we're a million miles away from knowing everything. And that's, that's been really exciting, actually, because it's just given us more avenues. And at the end of every episode, it's a case of, well, what are we doing next time? And, you know, that beer was really nice, so let's do a whole episode around black IPAs, you know, let's just focus on that and let's yeah. do this and let's do these. So, you know, it's just been, it's just been incredible. It's just a lot of fun. Exactly, the, the, that's the key thing, is the fact that we started this purely because we wanted an excuse to drink together, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just been so fun. You know, we've been friends for a long time now. I think me and Ashley have been friends for, like, what, 17 years now? Yeah. yeah. Play hard <laughs> <laughs> and yeah Tom came in somewhere and <laughs> but um, yeah no it was just it's just the fact that you know we really just wanted an excuse to kind of you know get together have a few good drinks have a really good laugh together um, and it's it's grown into something I think I, I gave us two episodes when we started I, I genuinely thought oh we'll do a couple of episodes of this and then we'll just go back to just like drinking occasionally and yeah and not still. recording it <laughs> yeah, not recording yeah. it but we've just enjoyed it that much um, I think we're all the opinion that you know while it's still fun just keep plugging on it's and just it's, surreal it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's incredible fun and yeah surreal, is, I think it's, surreal. Just, it's been easier than we thought it was I think because we I think it's maybe think about the content is a bit difficult but actually you're just having a chat with your mates about beer and it just happens to be recorded most yeah. of the time but we're yeah. not too too scripty, are yeah, we? Yeah, it's not it? forced. Um, it's, it's never not, forced. Not too forced. No, so that's yeah. what I really like that about it. Across, um, that comes across. That comes across as free mates chatting, mm. and every now and again you remember to talk about the beer kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Which is what we've often done. It's like, oh yeah. shit, we should mention the beer. Yeah, yeah sometimes <laughs> you forget about what, what we're drinking, which is a lovely segue back back to the beer. Now, now, Ashley, you were the first to finish your glass. There was was Despite that the des- desperation to get rid of the beer, or no, were you really enjoying it? it? I mean, it certainly wasn't desperation to get rid because as soon as I get rid, there's always the possibility that it's going to get topped up with something else. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. well, but that's a definite. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Possibility. So, so there, was, there was no desperation to get rid. No, I think I just I actually found it really drinkable. Um, I didn't really let it warm obviously the last thing I said about it was that it'd be interesting to see how it warms but I didn't really give it a chance to no, um, lots of flavours still come out there was even in that small amount of time that's yeah. had to warm there's, yeah. there's more flavours coming out of that yeah. for, for me but I think it's a, again I, I, I know I said it out quite early about the 7.4 I think it's very light mm. the beer sound yeah. like Betty certainly it's light. surprisingly yeah. light for 7.4% yeah. Yeah. yeah if you think about everyone's gateway black beer Guinness no one had ever described a pint of Guinness as light. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Well, no. no, that's what, 4.1? 4. 4. Yeah. This is another 3.3 on top of that. And well, it's bordering on what we call dangerous, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah where it, Oh, yeah, I think yeah. this is... It, yeah. You could smash a few of those. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is bottom end sessionable for me. Bottom end sessionable? <laughs> <laughs> 7.4. <laughs> Cannibal strength. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, for me, it's... I, I, this is the first time I've had this for a while. 
um, but it was a beer that I definitely wanted to feature on tonight's show. And um, more for the fact that I probably just want to applaud Beaver Town for still having a black IPA in their core range. Is there any other brewery you'd like there's, to have a black There's maybe IPA? one brewery that I'd like to have a Go black on, IPA. Say it. Magic Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bring back Magic April. <laughs> <laughs> we because should get on this campaign, guys. I think. That, 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 is, that is a beer that definitely needs to come back in a can um, for, for a second run. Tallboy. No, I want it 330 mils. You don't want a Tallboy? No. So you love it, but not enough for a Tallboy? It depends. It would all come down to the artwork. Because yeah, uh, Magic yeah. Magic Eight Ball, that original art artwork of the purple and silver. I think that would work on, on the four on, four on black. Uh, I think they, they could work their magic for that. Oh, I really anyway. want a magic rubber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. what but, a fantastic segue oh, 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 <laughs> in, into our next beer. So, oh yes. If you could uh, pass me the water, please. Of course, you can. I, so I feel we're going to need this. <laughs> yeah. So we've actually um, we're dropping back down in the ABB here. Um, yeah. So we we decided um, because we've spoiler clearly gone for a lot of stouts this evening. Um, <laughs> a black IPA of, of of that standard wouldn't really work in in the middle of a of a series of stouts. Okay. It would just break up the the, the drinking. So. We decided to go with that first, um, and then so the first stout we're going to introduce you to, and this is a, an absolute cracker for me. This is Magic Rock's Dark Out Art. So it's a surreal stout. Um, it's got no adjuncts in it. So there's no coffee, there's no chocolate, there's no cacao nibs, there's no vanilla. There's there's nothing. This is just a stout. So and I know that we've had um, one listener in particular who I know listens to both of the shows. Paul at UNRCD was like, yeah. well, recommend me a beer. I, I, I didn't because I didn't want to spoil what we were going to be drinking <laughs> yeah. to, tonight with you guys. So, so for me, this is what I would term as an absolute gateway stout. It's it's going to be, well, no, I, I'm no, not, no, I'm not going to no. tell you well, what it's going to be. Opening, why don't you... Uh... Talk what? a bit more. I'm still <laughs> trying to um, cleanse my glass. Yeah, cleanse your glass. Can't believe you're going to give them a description first. Oh no! So, so while we're opening this, let's um, let's let's get on to some news. So, so we've got a couple of news items this week that we wanted to um, do probably as a bit of a group discussion with, yeah. with, with the guys as well. So, first one, um, and hoping you guys have, have seen this in the last couple of weeks was um, that the news that Stone Brewing are deciding to take on Molson Cause. And they're going to sue them mm. over, over the name uh, of a beer. So Molson Coors have recently pulled a fast one, naming... They've, they've got a beer called Keystone, yeah, so they, Keystone Light. It's a brand... I think it's actually a brand name, isn't it, Keystone? Yeah. And it's, so it's basically a Molson Coors lager. And they've fairly much from the branding dropped the word Key. Yes, so now it literally says Stone Light. Um, Stone have obviously picked up on this. They put... Uh, Greg Cock, who's the owner of Stone, put a video out explaining um, that in, in terms of when it comes to beer, Stone Brewing are beer, not Molson. Yep. Cause when it comes to the, the, the phrase Stone. Um, we've both watched the, the, the video. The video. Yep. Have, have, have you seen I the, 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 I've seen I've the, seen the seen news, but I haven't watched the video. No. I've seen I, I can't say I've seen the news, to be honest. No, but. Um, as long as it actually hurts. Yeah. <laughs> One out of three, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, the floor is yours. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I, I think it's I think it's great that they're taking a stand. If I'm completely honest, because I think it, it would be really easy for them to say, you know, one of the big boys has has done this, likelihood of us winning against their legal team, 
maybe it's pretty slim so we'll just sort of roll over and take it but actually by taking a stand I think you get a lot more public weight behind you I think you get people on your side to say actually yeah fair play to you and to be honest it makes me more likely to go out and find some stone beers and show my support that way by just buying and drinking their mm. beers because it's you know I think it seems to me like Moss and Coors know exactly what they're doing you know I don't think there's a, a decision they've taken lightly to drop key from the thing I think that they know the sort of connotations that are there with it um, and so I think you know I fully support Stone taking some action to, to actually stand up and say you know we don't think this is right this is what we were saying because yeah. we, we, we chatted about this we, we were saying you could look at it in two ways that in terms of your general consumer who's who's walking into a supermarket they're seeing the word stone on a can and and they're possibly thinking it's a stone beer so they're buying it so maybe they are being a little bit misled by mm. the branding however you, you cross over into that somebody that knows just a little bit about beer when, when you're looking for stone beers you're not just looking for the name you're also looking for what is their distinctive branding in the gargoyle yeah. as, as well and if that's not appearing so, so we we were saying that we feel as though it's very much Molson cause a target in that casual yeah. consumer. It's that term disruption, isn't it? Which gets banded a lot about in the corporate world these days, especially in like IT and fintechs, that kind of stuff. I think Molson cause have just been a bit naughty. To coin a phrase, yeah, yeah, they're just disrupting it. And I, but I do agree. I think uh, my own gut feelings are that yes, I think Stone are right to stand up for it, but I also think they're making the most of it. Yeah, bit of a marketing exercise for them. I think Coulson Moors have, to coin a football phrase, given them a bit of an open goal, to be honest. They've, they, they all they have to do is take a, a pot shot at it. They've made it easy for them. Yeah. They, although Stone are a massive craft brewer, whatever the term may or may not be, compared to Molson Coors, they're small. Mm. Yeah, you very know, much so. The money behind Molson Coors is vastly different to Stone. So they're still going to get a lot of support behind them. And, you know, Ashley's already said, just off the back of this, he would go, okay, I'm going to go and buy some stone. Yep. M&S train biz. Tesco. Before you go home on the two o'clock train. <laughs> it will, set you, up for, it will yeah. set you up for work nicely tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. make, make sure you check the uh, can on date on the bottom of every can. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in M&S. Yeah, so I think, you know, for me, it is a case of when you see those sort of perceived injustices, you know, without looking unbelievably deeply into it like I said I saw that it was happening but I didn't really go right into the, the nuts and bolts of it but it, it felt to me like that sort of the underdog was being a bit downtrodden and so I, naturally I sort of got behind them in the same way the um, was it the, the tiny, rebel tiny rebel that had their, their branding Watch. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that was that based on one complaint, one complaint. And those sorts of things. And I think that's the thing isn't it it's yeah one complaint. Uh, one complaint but then again that was almost a, a marketing opportunity for tiny rebel to say Look how ridiculous this decision is. Also, here are our beers. Although they did have to spend thirty thousand pounds on their, their yeah, legal, yeah. Yeah. and they've probably got less less in the coffers. But I, 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 all in all, I think Stone are right to sue them. But why not market it as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Pay, pay the legal fees and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So before we go on to the next item of news, dark arts. Dark arts. Cheers. 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 I mean, did anyone else get the aroma before you even did that? Yeah, though? it's a lot stronger. Yeah, a lot stronger. Oh, the roast, strong yeah, roasty smell, smell. Really lovely. Mm. So, the, is this more of the aroma that you, you start thinking about actually going? Oh, hold on. This is what's yeah. We're, we're entering into the territory where I start to panic. <laughs> <laughs> is this where you start ever going, so slightly. You got a bead on there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
you know, it's when I start, you know, looking for my nearest exit, just to make sure. But um, no, I don't know. And again, I mean, this one hasn't been chilled. So maybe again, it's a case of the distinction between one that, because obviously the Beaver Town was sat during the whole recording of our guest day. Yeah, so, know, so that was that, the, that's the, been really they've chilled. Been on, they've been on the ice for over an hour and a half. Right, this yeah. one, this one really hasn't. So you know, it'd be interesting that comes, to see the sort of difference that makes. Comes down to style, because obviously Be- Beaver Town. For all intents and purposes, in an IPA, so you, you, you're going to want to drink that more, mm. on, the more t- on, on, on the chilled yeah. side. Whereas a stout, you're generally going to want to drink at cellar temperature yeah. or room temperature. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've, we've tried to, to balance that out a little bit. But, but Tom and Mark as dark beer fans. On, what, on, the, on, the flip, you... on the flip side of Ashley, as soon as I got that aroma, I just got incredibly excited about having this. Um, it's all right. Don't laugh at that. No, <laughs> making sure you're not getting too excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Um, perfect amount of like, roasted feel to that. Um, lovely aftertaste as well. Nice little kick at the, at the back of the throat. Um, I, I've been a big fan. I'm a big fan of Magic Rock, to be fair. Um, and some of the stuff that we've had there, particularly the Salty Kiss, salty is, a kiss. Big, is, a big, is a big favourite of ours. Of all three. Which of again ours. is a goes, which you've referenced already. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. This is this is ticking all the boxes for me in terms of a stout. Absolutely. Wonderful, do wonderful they, stuff. Steve, do they do this on cask? Yes. Have you had it on cask? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Having been to the tap room more than I have. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I've, I've probably seen it in cask in places like um, Craft Beer Co. as well. I've probably okay. had this on, on, on cask. Oh, maybe I've had it on. Yeah. Because oh, in my head I'm thinking all those aromas and flavours just in cask would be just... Just a little bit fuller as well. Yeah, this this for me is one of those things that I I really like dark arts and every every time I revisit it as beer, I I actually forget how good it is. I mean, you're loving it, Tom, by the looks of it. I am, yeah. I mean, I we haven't really wh- speak, so all you did was drink it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I can see why it's a bit of a gateway because it's um, again from the lovely aroma, sort of that roastiness, and then the taste is just. Again, it's quite again I find it quite light still and quite it's very drinkable um, sort of a good level of sort of that roastiness and a bit of sweetness that sort of sweetness taking it sort of through to the back and um, sort of mellows out a bit it's just lovely yeah I just um, you know like you say with it having no additives and stuff it's just it just feels just like a really just good well made yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're not showing your way you could just no there's no you could just keep drinking and you don't get a lot of those these days either, no. do you? you don't get a lot of stouts that haven't got some some sort of something yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah. this is this is just a stout yeah. this, this is what you can do with, with dark malts and some sensible hop selection and, and some really good brewing yeah. Yeah. yeah and the balance yeah no, this is fabulous. I, all, this almost beats the Egyptian cream from Ned Valley, but not <laughs> you quite. Love you desert island, island beer. Like desert yeah. island beer. I, I, had to, I had to name drop there. Just <laughs> but um, no, fabulous. Yeah, love it. Good. Okay, so let's let's dive back into the news um, because while we're talking, or while you were talking, cask, which you can't seem to help yourself <laughs> about. One of us has to be positive about it. Still. That's that's true. Um, so we had news that Siren have committed to continuing cask production. And they've signed a new agreement with the Draft House. So, so this sees at least one of Siren's flagship beers, or the suspended in range, will be on cask at each of the Draft House sites throughout 2018-2019. So that's um, that's quite a big step up for Siren in terms of their their cask offering. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously I'm pleased. 
Brilliant. Like, well, well, great. Well, <laughs> hopefully all of our listeners will enjoy the fact that you're... That says that at the bottom of the article, doesn't it? Martin is pleased. Yeah. yeah. Um, when asked. It's, yeah. it's Siren, it's Cask, Draft House tends to be in and around London. And fortunately for me, when I go to visit my parents in Milton Keynes as well. So I know that if I go to Milton Keynes to visit my parents, I can go to Draft House and get Siren and Cask. Yeah. So to go back to what I said a minute ago, I'm pleased. Okay. <laughs> um, do you guys see much Siren on cast? We really need to go to Draft House. Well, we've been once, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, you've yeah. Been, yeah I haven't been, yeah. We've yet to sort of revisit. I think um, we've had plenty of Siren on the podcast, haven't we? Yeah, we've had the Yulu, Yulu, Yulu and then Yulu the Americano. Americano yeah. But we've loved pretty much everything that's, that's been on there. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think we'd, we'd lap up anything on cast now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it's excited. I think it's great news for Siren. Yeah. You know, but although for me it would seem as though because I've always seen Siren as what seems to be a uh, almost a core beer in craft beer co. Um, yeah, outlets. Siren does appear in the craft. Beer so co. I'm wondering whether they've changed the contract there from be, being available in craft Could beer. Could be because they're all they're all quite close together in places in the city anyway. Yeah, um, I, I think it's very good news. I think Siren are again one of those breweries we've spoken about before who don't actually make much noise. And we've featured them a lot as yeah. well. We only featured them because they've got great beers. Yeah. Mm. Well, we've um, featured them, yeah, a couple of times already now. I suppose it's um, ironic that Siren doesn't make much noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? I never thought so about that. Someone had to pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that. Um, but yeah, they, they're not like, they only really say stuff when they're doing things. They don't make proclamations or anything like that. It's like, here's our beers or our tap room's now open and this kind of stuff. It's all about the beer. Yeah, so they don't feel as though they need to make a lot of noise no. uh, about their beers. No. As opposed to the next news story. Oh, what could this be? <laughs> so, so this is a Punk IPA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Never heard of that. Now okay. available in spoons as a core beer. Ask someone else before I say I'm pleased. Are you pleased? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? <coughs> well, guys, See, visit spoons I, much? Yeah, yeah, I've known yeah, Punk IPA spoon. to be in spoons for quite a while now. I, I thought in our... Spoons in Harborough. On tap. This, this is on. This is on tap. Oh, on tap. No, so on they're now okay. taps in all spoons selling oh, punk IPA. I'm happy mm. with that. Um, to be honest, I've always enjoyed a punk IPA. Um, you know, whatever, whatever, there, whatever you can it? set, whatever you, your feelings are about Brewdog, I think the punk IPA is a solid, a solid drink. To be honest, um, so I'm. I'm 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 happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy with yeah. that. Yeah, I've I've got so I'm fairly happy with it. And, and from listening to some of the feedback that, that that's been going around on Twitter in the last week since this news come out, you've been listening to Twitter. Well, I've been listening to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can do audio <laughs> clips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there there are people saying that they've been in spoons as well. And when they've ordered it, they've actually been asked if they want it in a stemmed or a straight glass uh, as well, which is quite a yeah. quite a step for spoons to yeah. actually be. I, 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 you can imagine them reading them off the back of their hand. <laughs> yeah. Do you like it in a, what is that? Well, if I'm asked how I want my resin, it's normally in my face. Is <laughs> my response? What, two cans, Steve Austin style. <laughs> two, two cans into the same hole, please. <laughs> Smashing them together. Yeah, but I think it's great news. Yeah. It's, it's, it's reliable. I, th- I think it is. Yeah. yeah. We do. You know, we've all said it. We know what we're going to get from it. And if you're in there, if you go to a spoon, you with a group of people. You don't necessarily want to have to go to the bar and check everything. Yep. You, can, you know Punk IPA, I like Punk, punk please. I yeah. Do you wonder if, if that's a requirement from BrewDog for that question to be asked, whether it's coming? Because obviously you were talking the last time about them having 95% qualified Cicerones yeah. work, working mm. within. So I wonder if that's sort of part of their sort of branding to it, say, it, actually, it we be. want to make sure that wherever we are, yeah. 
it's being served in the way the customer yeah. wants it. Well, so that's actually a requirement for them to give ask. the customer a perceived choice. Yeah. But, but Spoons, for a long time since they've had their craft offering, yeah. uh, have always given you a can with a stemmed glass. Or one of those more, like with the resin, you yeah. get a sort of bulbous brandy glass, don't you? Yeah. Very rarely goes into that, though. <laughs> <laughs> that just wasting too much time. Why have the intermediary? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so while we've been while we've been finishing off that, uh, all, all of the glasses are empty. So yeah. I'm taking it. Dark Arts is a bit of a winner. Massive fan, fan. massive fan of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I'm speaking directly to Paul now because I feel like we're sort of kindred spirits so, <laughs> <laughs> on this this journey against dark beers. But um, journey against against dark beers. Oh, that's that's yes. very strong. Yeah, actually. it's very strong language. But. <laughs> I completely agree that if you, if you were going to find sort of entry into the darker world, that's not a bad place to start at all. I think it, it for me, it almost had quite a refreshing carbonation to it as well. So it, it felt lighter than it was. I think on the flip side to the Beaver Town, I think with the Beaver Town, I didn't smell much roasted flavour, but tasted more. Whereas on this one, I smelt a lot more of it and maybe it was a bit more subtle. Um, in terms of actual taste, which I really liked about it. And so I think, yeah, it probably take me a while to get through a whole can or a couple of cans, but I think by the end of it, my opinion would have changed on darker beers. I think that's, that's an entry level. Okay. Stop the podcast there. (laughs) (laughs) Job, job done. Um, Let's, let's go on to the next beer then. I think before we we move on to Steve's magic bag. bag. And this is uh, whereas so far we've been drinking fairly available beers. Uh, we're moving on to less available. This this one is less available. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you open open this <laughs> one because this is kind of your doing. Oh, yeah. that, that I've ended up with uh, a few of these. So this is the um, Guinness the 1798 limited edition double extra stout. And as far as I'm aware, this is only available at Dublin Airport. And I think when we went to the beer festival in uh, Dublin at Alltech last year, yeah. I mentioned to you on the way through. Have a little look, see if yeah. you've got any more, because I've been to Dublin with my mates a few months earlier. And, and I picked up one box that I was going to buy, and then you pointed out that I could get two boxes for about three quid more. Yeah. Yeah, because there was an And you went, one. okay. Yeah, so, 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 so I took two of those. So, so why you open that, that beast? Because this is, it, it's come in a box. Yep. And it's, it's cork a, and cage as well. I mean, look, it's a very nice box. It's really nice. Yeah, I really mean, nice. It, presentation-wise, tops. And you wouldn't expect anything less from Guinness. No, you wouldn't. It looks so, like a fine whiskey, doesn't it? You know, the sort of presentation yeah, box yeah. and all sort of stuff. It looks lovely. So the um, Glenfiddich, uh, what was the one you had at Christmas? Yeah, the Glenfiddich IPA. Yeah. Um, oh, what the... Was like the experimental yeah, series, what, yeah. Did, did we try something similar? We, we tried the IPA that had been brewed in the whiskey barrel that we weren't allowed to talk about. Yeah, but you're this allowed, was a whiskey yeah. in an IPA barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it came in a similar is, box. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like you... Yeah. It's quite a satisfying sound. That, that was a very satisfying sound. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the silk carbonation game. It does. So, so as you're pouring that, um, we'll, we'll get on to, to, to this week's question. Opinions, 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 opinions. So, uh, the first of the, the, the two opinions polls that we're going to feature on this week's show, uh, this was simply about dark beers. Uh, and, and we asked the question, dark beers, question mark, heavenly or work of the devil? Um, ele- I'm just going to say up front, 11% of people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm guessing actually fits into I that 11%. Have, but just to be clear, 
no bias there at all. No, which is that they're the work of the devil. 89% of people said it was heavenly, 361 votes. Um, I'm just going to go through a few of the comments that, that, that we've got here because I think there's been some, some quite interesting ones that we might get into as well in terms of discussion. So, so first up, this is Andrew Sheldon at Tavare Fan Club. Not directly related to the poll, but at beer festivals, I've had so many badly described lighter-coloured beers that I've made a point of only drinking beers labelled Porter Stout or Mild. Not foolproof and wouldn't be for everyone, but improved my festival experience hugely. I am with that guy. I thought that was a brilliant comment. Yeah, because at camera beer festivals, I avoid light beers. Most light beers at camera beer festivals to me aren't what they should be. Definitely not as described. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant comment, actually. I think that's actually quite on point. I think I think it's I think it's bang on point. The beer's poured. Yeah. So before we go into any more comments, let's um let's Cheers. get into this. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's that's, Do you know a, what? that's, that's a lovely nose. On, on the nose, that's benefited from kind of being held back for a year. Because we had this when when you, did, was you, it about a year ago at Bottle Share? Yeah, you, you bought, you bought one. No, you bought. Did I bring it to Bottle Share? Yeah. I've still got another bottle. No, case, it must have been the April one. No. March or April, March or May then. Well, we went in. We went in March. No, we went in February last year. Was it? Okay. March then. Um, this smells like it's benefiting from aging a little bit. Sort of a boozy sweet. That's it's that's got a very sweet, far like, different nose yeah. than what we've. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's almost it's really nice. Porty or yeah. you know, yeah. fortified wine yeah. type. That's unlike anything I've, yeah, I've ever smelled in a beer before. Yeah, Wow, that's dead smooth. That's better as, as well. That that's really. That's really aged. Now, a bit of a description on this because there is a there's a label on the bottle, but um, so this is a this luxuriant brew evokes chocolate, vanilla, and licorice, licorice all, all the adjuncts that you normally get in a stout like this, uh, with a hint of wood aroma. The sensory experience is compelled through the combination of malt and bitterness for sweet. Now, somewhere there is something about how they actually brewed this as well. So. Um, tribute to the original old Vat House Number One at St James's Gate Brewery in 1798 Guinness um, brewed with Irish stout malt crystal malt and a very generous amount of roasted barley complex stout uses golden hops for a subtle hoppiness and is fermented with Guinness yeast it's then finished with English oak wood from the old vat house number one so it's it's not been aged on anything other than oak I think the woodiness is coming through which yeah. I think which I don't think we got a year ago I don't, remember, I don't remember thinking about that at all a year ago. That licorice is really coming through for me. That's that's a really standout standout flavour. It's, it's got a massive nose on it. Yeah, yeah, mm. huge compared nose. to the the, the, the flavour. Actually, think it's, it's got a really nose soft. It yeah, the the, the flavour is so soft yeah. and and smooth as as, as you drink that. Mm. It's really surprising, actually, isn't it? How sort of subtle and complex. It feels like there's sort of layers of things going on there. You sort of get these things in, in waves of different flavours, and the way it finishes is totally different to the way it starts, yeah. which is totally different to the way it smells. So yeah, I yeah. think it's, yeah, it's really, actually, really interesting. I think this has really gone up a notch. Easier, yeah. yeah. We've had it, yeah, because we were a bit. Uh, I thought it was nice, but it was like uh, I was very mad. When, yeah. when when you bought it to bottle share, and I was you like, thought, oh, oh Martin told me to buy two of these. Yeah, <laughs> what am I going to do with those? <laughs> Um, so, so, so guys, you're not two of you are fans of dark beer, mm-hmm. and, 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 and and one of you not so much. Um, what 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 is it for you that makes you go for a dark beer? I, I mean, originally, 
there wouldn't have been something I'd have even gone anywhere near. Um, Guinness was my first sort of venture into that, and I remember at the time just really not being a fan of it at all. This is probably when I was, you know, just turned eighteen. Um, just not a big fan of it whatsoever. Um, since we started doing the podcast, you know, we're trying to venture venture out into doing the different styles, and when we did that initial stout episode. I thought to myself, actually, these these flavours are really clicking with me. These are these really nice, nice flavours coming through, especially with the chocolate, the kind of more chocolate-oriented stuff that we were having, um, really resonated with with my taste buds. So, um, yeah, just that kind of kicked it off for me, and then just going further down the line, and then you know, I've said it already, but the Egyptian cream from them Valley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, but that was a beer but for you me. you that... paid every time you <laughs> I wish. If he is, he's not telling us. <laughs> but um, no, it was, it's beers like that and just, you know, stouts in general in that in that respect that were just really clicking with me and re- I was becoming a really big fan of and just more and more I've wanted to try more dark beers like that. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing the contrast between me and Ashley. Like, well, it is dark and light. You two are polar opposites. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Thank you. you, you... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Straight in there with that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, so, you know, what, what is it just really puts you off, actually? I, th- I think it, it, it's probably sort of once bitten, twice shy. I think I just had a lot of bad ones. I think my first experience of dark beers were just sort of generic strong for the sake of being strong stouts and porters that sort of gave me that first impression that well this is what they're all like clearly you know if, if I'm having a stout it's all going to taste like this and it's just going to be that sort of alcohol bitterness and, and um, maybe you get a bit of coffee here and there and it sort of coincided with a time in which I didn't really like coffee anyway um, I've slowly weaned myself onto coffee through mochas and lattes and stuff like that so I'm sort of acclimatising myself to, to that bitterness and I think that that's worked pretty well in terms of growing to like some of these dark beers add into the fact that some of the dark beers we've had recently have actually been good ones mm-hmm. as opposed to just any old rubbish that we could find you know um, and that's interesting because I'm, I'm not a big fan of coffee at all and I'm still not I can't really warm myself to, to coffee in the slightest but um, having that sort of flavour in the stouts um, having a kind of subtle flavour of it is actually really nice for, for that. I, it, the the flavour really comes through nicely for me. Yeah. So um, whereas, as I said previously, when we had the Americano Siren, which has got the coffee in it, there was just a bit too much of the coffee flavour for me for for me to really enjoy it. So mm. um, yeah. I think for me, it's it's been about finding those ones that have got those flavours that not they don't necessarily mask the stout characteristics, but they. They mellow it out and they round it out. So, I mean, we were talking about the yellow belly before we started this recording, and that for me was sort of almost like an epiphany moment of bloody hell, this is what dark beers can be, you mm-hmm, know. And, yeah. and that for me just hit every note of things that I wanted to. And the fact that it was a dark beer just passed me by, you know, that it didn't matter at all that that, that was a dark beer. So, sort of getting those aromas of peanut butter and the sweetness of biscuit and all those sorts of things just, yeah, just absolutely blew my mind. So, you know, finding things like that start to open my eyes in the same way that when we very first started trying beers and doing that sort of things finding something with a real strong citra hop was my first gateway into 
actually beer, something going on with beers. You know, I could I could move away from lagers and start getting on to sort of, you know, flat beers. Um, so it's about finding those ones that have just got something about them that, that suggests that there's something to be explored and, mm-hmm. and something I can sort of latch onto and, and try and get into. Yeah. And what about you, Tom? For me, I, I think it's more of a, my taste has just matured. So I didn't really get into coffee until I was sort of 23, 24. Um, and now I drink a fair bit of work. Um, but things like more like darker chocolate, I never really got on with. But sort of now I sort of, um, a bit like how I enjoy dark beers, I think sort of with that, it's sort of in sort of small doses that I, I take my time over it rather than sort of the, obviously the lighter beers and you know, appreciate you have session beers are session beers because you can just get them down. Yeah. Whereas darker beers, some of them aren't like that. But I think what I enjoy about dark beers is just that sort of you can really take your time over it. And I think as my as I've, my taste has matured, sort of enjoying coffee more um, and uh, sort of those sort of darker tastes, I think I've just. Um, naturally just started enjoying it um, and I certainly kind of like I said about that um, the I think it was the Americana one last week where we sort of said how, I quite liked it I saw it like the end of a almost a dessert beer type thing like the end of a meal so rather than having a um, I liked it to my Irish coffee didn't I something yeah, like that yeah, um, yeah. and it just yeah for me it was, yeah I just enjoy those sort of taking time over it and um and dark beers I sort of stumbled upon I didn't really again I kind of I think I just sort of thought oh I won't like those um, but as you sort, sort of start, start getting into them um, I just realised that yeah my taste I feel like my taste is mature and I just um, just enjoy those darker notes now and I feel um, like that, that sort of after dinner beer type tag fits perfectly with this this Guinness limited edition thing I think mm. splitting a big bottle like that between sort of four or five people taking your time over it having these sort of smaller little taster bits you know getting that sort of porty type smell at the beginning um, I think it is exactly how I'd want to get through this you know, did you ever imagine that's how you would drink beer in little no not at all no. No. did you ever imagine no. how that's, that's how you drink Guinness no no, uh, no but uh, incredible uh, yeah you know it's you know it's you're right it's one it's, it's a share of bottle if you had a dessert wine it would come in um a 500 milliliter or 50 centiliter wouldn't it yeah so this is bigger than that but it's not quite the same ABV um, I think it's got a lot of the same qualities as yeah. you guys have described as that and like I said it's really benefited from that year I'm really pleased with that mm. have you still got one left yes I've got another bottle of this uh, at home um, <laughs> which I'm I'm going to leave for an, a bit longer yeah I would uh, say so because uh, I've got one as well so now yeah. I know what it's like a year on from when we last had it yeah. Leave it a little bit longer, I think. Uh, absolutely. So, just just picking up on on, on some of that previous discussion, and in, in terms of some comments that we had as well, um, particularly in terms of dark beers as uh, end of evening drink and after dinner drink. Um, so we had from Guzzler at lagging underscore boat. It's a pro- a proper session isn't a proper session without a big fat dirty imperial stout at the end of it. <laughs> it's the law. All capitals uh, are. Uh, yeah. Question for you. Generally, do dark beers work better on cask? Most of the dark beers that spring to mind do, e.g. Five Points Railway Porter, Magic Rock Commons Ground, and that's from Miles Lambert of uh, Sipping Forecast. Uh, Yes, I love a dark beer on cask. I I love a cask dark beer. I think it just, it brings brings an extra level of depth to the beer, and it, it just gives it so much more body. So not all cask beers brown and flat then? 
come on, come on. I need you to say it on the podcast. <laughs> well, dark cask beer, isn't it? Okay, fine. I'm halfway there. Guys, what this do you think? It's just another positive for dark beers, you know. Just and cask. It is, yeah. it's, it's all ticks in the boxes, isn't it? Of, yeah. of dark I, I would agree. I would agree. I think, um, especially with the sort of mid-range beers. Yeah. So between that four and six percent, I think on cask works really well. I mean, obviously, once we start going to your impy stouts, it's probably never going to be on cask anyway. No, but when when you get into that impy stout range, you're, you're beginning to get a lot more body and a lot more thickness. Yeah, from from a bottle anyway, which is what you guys were saying, particularly in terms of the, the, the yellow belly, that 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 almost slops out of that bottle. It doesn't pour. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, yeah, it glugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's so thick. What was that? What was that? I had a cask, really strong dark cask beer at Altec last year. Didn't I? Was it from Boyne? Yes, uh, where you went and then pitched up at their bar for about three or four hours <laughs> <laughs> while I explored all of the IPAs yeah. uh, uh, around the festival. Yeah, and I just drank that. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good though. Yes. It was quite, it was quite strong. It was the only cast beer there, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I'm not sure, yeah, I mean, I will, I will say I'm not sure when it comes to, when, when, when we get into impy stout territory, I'm not sure cask really adds a lot to it. No. I'd agree. But like you say, that mid-range, very, very yeah, much so. Yeah, so good point, Miles. Yeah. Um, here's, here's another one then. So just just a, almost a flip side to that. So from Pete McCary at PJ McCary, uh, you know porters and stouts can be summer beers. You just have to be willing to learn and open to change. What, what do you think about that one? I mean, I... I was going to ask Ashley first. Okay. <laughs> Bear in mind, but he's only just started. Can you... So, so go back to the Black Betty. Yeah. Could you picture having that in the summer? I actually... Yes, I I think there's a distinction. When I think of summer beers, I always think of things that you could just get through three, four, five in a row without really thinking about it. And that for me is always is always hoppy pale ales. You know, it's always sort of something between three and a half and four, citra hop, um, and that's what I think of sort of smashable summer beers. But I think actually that yeah, there might be a place for this. Um, yeah, there might be a place for this in a summer. You know the the Black Betty especially because I think it's what that. What about a nice cold can of Dark Arts? Would would, would you be? Well, I've not tried a nice cold can of Dark Arts. I would say if you were going to go for one out of those, the two. So th- this I don't think is really a summer beer. No, uh, no, because of the really deep woody notes. And yeah, that we're yeah. all comparing it to a dessert wine after dinner, that kind of thing. But the Black IPA chilled would definitely work. Absolutely, yeah. I could. Certainly, those two I could have in the summer. Yeah. Like I said, black IPA, both for me, I could. Are you guys seasonal? Are you I guys just... seasonal drinkers? Do you go with the colours? I think like... we. I think we've kind of talked about it, but I think we've actually followed it through. No, we? We, no. we don't practice what we preach. No, um, certainly no. not on the podcast. Uh, yeah, outside of the podcast during the winter, when you go to one of the pubs in Market Harbour, would, would you go for? The more darker Ilka beers, or no, we're still. Um, or you still irrespe- uh, irrespective of the time of the year, I will go for the hoppiest pale I can find, or the most fruity saison or the most you can fruity. find. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he's got um, half of your beers there, yeah, so. I, <laughs> I think I start with a. I think I found some more in the winter. I've maybe started with a darker beer. Yeah. Um, uh, but whether I've kind of like, I, I can't think I've carried on with with uh, we're having a session with dark beers all the way through but I think I feel like I've, I've certainly the first few uh, are quality I feel like I'm in the mood because you come in out the cold and you, you fancy something a bit darker and um, 
I think yeah. I think the big thing for us is the fact that you know we're nine months into this journey now and it's kind of fallen into the winter period and we're still trying to kind of catch up with um, a lot of the lighter stuff the paler stuff and uh, the um, the kind of golden amber stuff so we're kind of trying to pack the summer stuff in earlier than earlier than planned yeah because we're just exploring those styles aren't we and we're yeah. kind of not not really caring what yeah it's I mean it, it was a coincidence that we got an any IPA in my beer 52 in December yeah if we'd have got one of those in June or something like that then maybe we'd have done it in June and maybe it would have worked better in June and stuff like that so I think Outside of the podcast, maybe we stick to seasonal stuff a bit better, apart yeah. from me. Well, when we get to the summer this year, we're going <laughs> to smash, smash those lighter ones, I think. <laughs> I mean, we've spoken about seasonal beers before, and we're both quite seasonal, aren't we? We, we are. I must admit, it gets to a certain point of the year, and I start craving dark beers. And then, consequently, when it gets to spring, I'm like, give me something light and hoppy now, because <laughs> I've... I'm coming out of my hibernation, <laughs> but equally, I I will. That's when quite Steve shaves his beard. <laughs> I, I will quite happily drink a, a nice cold stout or a cold porter in the middle of summer with a barbecue or something because I I think it just works. I think it works really well. I think so it well. just has to be the right one. Yeah, as uh, well. absolutely. I mean, in terms of sessioning dark beers, that's a big ask. Um, I mean, I went to Dark City last year and did an afternoon there and I think I only managed five or six dark beers before I was beginning to crave something a little bit lighter so what did you have after that uh cannibal <laughs> <laughs> obviously of course. Yeah. <laughs> what else yeah. would you have yeah um but yeah I think it's um I, I am a little bit of a seasonal creature I, I have to admit that there's a, there's a point in the year where I start wanting dark and and then we'll continue that and then I'll start wanting light again at, at the end of it. So we've got any more thoughts on this beer before we go back I th- to I comments? I think just, just the final one. Uh, and again from um, Paul at UNRCD who's a, a listener a of both shows. Both shows. Um, so I voted the work of the devil. Not sure most are, but my problem with dark beers is that most of the ones I've tried always seem to have flavours I dislike, which is what you guys were just saying. Coffee, dark chocolate, etc. I did enjoy the Beaver Town Heavy Water, which was great, but generally I'm not ready for them. Kindred spirit of yours, actually. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, part of the sort of, you know, the, the type is that you get those really rich, dark flavours. And at no point should anyone try to brew a dark beer that tastes like a hoppy pale, because then you'd be going against the whole point of doing a dark beer. So, you know, there has to be a point where you find what you like and stick to it. But I think there's certainly enough going on in some of the beers that we've had here especially the, the beaver town to show that there are those sort of middle grounds i think obviously that's the difficulty with these sort of polls is that the maximum options you can have is four but you could probably go to a hundred different poll options rating from really 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 hate dark beers to really 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 love them and it'd still yeah. be people that say oh, i'm sort of between those two i'm not really what any of those hot 100 options yeah. um so you sort of have to pick one or the other but I think a lot of people probably just haven't found the dark beer that clicks for them. And that's the position I was in. We've we've always... We used to do a third option on on, on polls, which was almost what we used to term as the stupid third option (laughs) that that allows people to not vote for one of the serious ones. And then we stopped doing that because we wanted to push people down a a route of it's yes or no. Mm. Occasionally we might do three or four options when there are three or four options to be given. Also you start to get some more comments because if you give the third option they don't have to give the comment. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you go yes, no, or in between, then they can just tick in between and move on. Yeah. Whereas if you want someone to say something, it's usually the ones who are in between one or the other that start giving you all the yeah. comments, isn't it? Um, so again, you know, we had some, we did have some really good comments. We, we haven't got time to read them all out. We did, yeah. And and in terms of the, the next poll that we're going to go on onto, um, which kind of takes the beers onto the next level as well, which was we was asking, does barrel aging make a beer better? Now this upset quite a lot of people. <laughs> who <were> like, <laughs> um, that's not really a straightforward question, <laughs> and we need more detail to that. We still had nearly um, three hundred and forty people vote, and fifty three percent of people said yes. Barrel aging does make a beer better, and forty-seven percent said no. Now, before we go into into that detail, um, should I bring out the next the next beer from the the, the bag yeah. of surprises? Oh, go on! Now. Are, you guys, <laughs> are you guys ready? Uh, yeah, so, are we ready? Yeah. So this is um, this is an imperial stout from Innis and Gun. It's called Vanishing Point. Yeah. Yeah. It's eleven percent, and it's been barrel aged for two hundred days. So, because I mean, they're 200 years, then it Yeah. So, Innocent Gun <laughs> recently yeah. have, to be fair, come in to quite a lot of shit yeah. Uh, yeah. about their barrel aging processes in terms of what I can probably equate it to is uh, a bag of wood chips dipped into their beer like a tea bag would be dipped into hot water. <laughs> it's really yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, yeah it is. Because Innocent Gun, when it first came out, was really good. The yeah. original Innocent Gun was really good. This, however, has been genuinely put in a barrel and aged, so it's it's not just had, it's not just been tea bagged. It's just it's, it's, this one. Have you just said tea bagged? Haven't you? <laughs> I have. <yeah. laughs> That's something I expect actually. But was it was it did did this the idea of this come out after they got a bit of flack for the way that they were aging? And I've sort of deliberately done some. Has this come out as a result of I, got I, a bit of abuse for the way I, I we were doing it before? I think they wanted to go back to where they started, yeah. which was actual barrel aging in, in, in terms. And as we've both said, the, the original Innocent Gun, if, if when, what, what, probably seven, eight years yeah. ago, was an incredible beer. And, and there was nothing like it on, on the market at the time. The, the version of it now well. is, is, is just nowhere near that, that, that original it's a real shame yeah it is, it is a shame but hopefully this has taken them a little bit more back to their roots in terms of actually barrel aging a beer I mean, yeah, for me and this gun were like the first ones aside from sort of Guinness like those, those darker beers with that but that, that sort of with obviously had the rum barrel and the vanilla and those sort of diff, slightly different flavours and obviously the, the barrel aged that was my first sort of beers that were barrel aged that I sort of went into and I, I loved them um, yeah. but then obviously when that sort of um, not happened for a while um, maybe not directly because of sort of the stories that come out and stuff but just um, just not naturally just not gone for them for some reason but they were, yeah Instagram certainly a while ago were, were a, a bit of an eye yeah I discovered them f- I, through either Sainsbury's or um, Slug and Lettuce and they were just available it sounded a bit different but they were nice yeah, really mm. tasty beers. Yeah, they're, yeah, they were. They were like um, it was like a barrel, it was like a oak barrel aged lager, and it had lots of uh, like lots of toffee and caramel notes yeah, to it as had well. Lots mm. of depth to it. Yeah, and the, it's a real shame that presumably because of the demand that they produce now, but they've gone to uh, basically what happened to Chardonnay in the nineties and early two thousands, where they've just thrown oak chips at it. Yeah, but this, as I say, this one yeah. a- actually barrel aged. So cool. Cheers. 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 I mean. 
as soon as that was poured, like the glass was nowhere near my nose, and I was already picking up something. There was a really strong scent for me coming through. Oh, real biscuity on the nose. Yeah, yeah. That's the overriding thing for me: is biscuits. There's there's lots of malts yeah. going on yeah. in that. Yeah. Sweet malty, yeah, and that for sure. We had this um, discussion last time when we when we said that we've got a biscuity kind of aroma to it. What sort of kind? Of, what sort of biscuit? What biscuit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. I, I would say digestive. Yeah, digestive would be the closest one for me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm picking up. I'm picking up a little bit of chocolate in that in that scent as well. I think. Oh, you yeah. can go chocolate digestive. Chocolate I mean, digestive. that's that's really that's really soft on the on the mouth feel. Yeah, well. that's really tasty. Actually. Really balanced, and I I would say there's no that that tastes nowhere near the eleven percent label that it's got. Not no. at all. No, it's got no, a bit I'd, of booziness, but it's nowhere. Yeah, nowhere near. No, really say of that. I'd, I'd place that around a six and a half, seven if it, if it was yeah, just a eight. Yeah, but so right, yeah, but no, yeah. That's incredibly smooth, like. I think it's really well. It, again, it feels like balanced. there's no kick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't got the boozy kick or afterburn at all, no. has it? 11% bourbon barrels. You'd expect a little bit more of that burn. There's mm. nothing there. There's, there's, a, there's a hint of warmth at the end, warmth, but, there's, but there's no burn no. To, to it. Um, probably should say at this point, we were sent this by Innis and Gun. Well, so, full, full disclosure. Yeah. Really? We were sent uh, this and we shared it with other people. It's a fairly limited <laughs> edition as well. They didn't produce many of these bottles. Oh, we feel special now. Oh, <laughs> Why have we done this thing? I, I don't know, because I, I didn't realise it was going to taste quite as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> if, if You've I'm, wasted it. <laughs> if if yeah. I'm completely honest. Uh, um, but it is tasting great. But um, in terms of the barrel ageing, let, let's get into some of the comments that, that, that we had. So, 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 as I say, first, first, first out, a lot of people said, well... It, it, it's the, the poll doesn't really tell us a lot. It's not a yes or no answer. Um, so, Paulie Walk, Paul Walker at Paulie Walks, not exactly a straightforward question, but if you think it's a beer that should be going into a barrel, then if you do it properly, the barrel aged version should always be better. Um, Justin Mason at 1970s by a very vague question. Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of why we make them vague, is to get these comments. Um, it depends on the beer and depends on what you mean by better. What it should do to some beer is add another dimension, another level of flavour, but whether that is better depends on your palate. Yeah, no, he wasn't the only person to say that either. No, a lot whether of... it's better is, another, is a, almost a point of view, yeah. but it should definitely add something. And, and there were a few people that said it would be interesting for you to do a, a beer and the barrel-aged version yeah. of that beer. Now, the only thing yeah. that I could find in my cellar that we could do was Yellow Belly and Yellow Belly Sunday. Um, but those bottles weren't going to split between five of us, so we'll save that when it's just me and you. Yay! Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we could have tried to split between five. I think that was good. I like the way he just said it, though. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Forget um, it, move on. Adam Nicholson at Adam Nick, um, I tend to avoid barrel aged beers. If I wanted to taste whiskey, rum, etc., I'd have a whiskey or rum. What, what do you think on that one? Mm. It's a valid point, but not every barrel-aged beer tastes a whiskey or rum, does it? No. Because they, they barrel-age in wine, bar- in wine barrels, don't they? I know Pinot Noir is quite a popular one these days. They do, yeah. And I think it adds definitely a lot of richness, but I'm a very big Pinot Noir fan anyway. So, But I can see his point. If you're, Especially if you are a whiskey or rum fan, then it can seem like a bit of a pale imitation. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm a whiskey fan. I've, I've, I like it when there's that, you've got that sort of... Because over this one, there is a bit of that sort of spirit kick that you get that you get with that um and so that all that whiskey kick um 
and I, I like that in a beer. And we had one previously. We've had a couple that have had sort of that whiskey kick in the, on our yeah. podcast, and I've really enjoyed them. Um, because I'm a whiskey fan, and it's not sort of, uh, you know, I can have it on its own, but I, I quite like it with the with a beer, and um, and just adding that sort of bit of bit of booziness to it. Yeah. See, so see, to me, me like uh, the comment of if I wanted it to taste of whiskey slash rum in this case I, n- I never get that comment because if I'm a fan of something and I pick it up in um, in a beer I'm never saying if I wanted you know to taste of whiskey and rum I'd have a whiskey and rum <clears throat> I'm excited to be tasting that um, yeah there was a beer not too long ago I can't remember the brew exactly but um, it had such a huge red wine taste to it like <laughs> yeah, ridiculously yeah. like it was almost like you were just drinking a glass of red wine and I was never thinking, oh, you know, if I wanted a glass of red wine, I'd have red wine. I was incredibly excited by this being <laughs> being this way. So, I, I, you know, it's it's just, it's a saying that I never really get, like, if I wanted such and such, I'd have such and such, personally. I, I don't know what... I think for me, coming back particularly to Innis and Gunn as well, they, again, when they were just starting out, they, they had their original and then they released... Uh, that they released the rum cask yeah. version, mm. which was incredible. Really smooth. Y- yeah, and, and that was one of my first real in- introductions to a beer that had been aged in a barrel. And you're, um, not, you're not a spirits fan? I, I'm not a spirits fa- fan, but I do love a beer that's had a, yeah. a swig of spirits in, in it. Um, I, I just... I think it's great that they've gone back to producing beer that's as good as that, that isn't literally just being shown... Yeah. So some wood chips yeah. to, to give it its flavour. So shall we ask our dark beer expert? Let, Actually, let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> it's been fairly quiet. I've been quiet. No, I think because he's been sitting there sipping his beer. I've yeah. been sipping it, and I, it's it's a weird one. I think if it didn't have if it didn't have that little spirity kick and warmth at the end, I think I could be in a fair amount of trouble with that. If I'm honest, I think it's only that little warmth at the end that sort of gives me that reminder of remember this is strong and I think because otherwise he thinks this is strong <laughs> because oh without, without that you know without that little warmth it, it, it is really light it is really smooth there's no reason why I wouldn't just sort of take a sip go back for the next one yeah, so go back for the next one on go back point, for the next one say compared to the surreal stout which was 6% this doesn't feel like 5% thing, no does it? definitely not definitely not it's, it's only that little sort of finishing note with a little bit of warmth that makes you think Oh yeah, just remember, there's there's something going on here. But no, that's that's really really smooth. And on, and on the kind of subject of spirits as well, if you think Ashley hates dark beers, he hates vodka even more than that. <laughs> uh, if you talk about, about uh, yeah, hang on, and spirits. <laughs> <laughs> that's really unlikely yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah, I think that would make Ashley leave if you pulled out anything. We've not got a vodka aged beer. Although, no, no, although to be fair, you could try and leave, but. Security password then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so while we're, while we're talking about, because obviously beer doesn't just necessarily get barrel aged in. We see a lot of whiskey and bourbon. Yeah, that's the popular barrels. ones: whiskey, bourbon, rum. But like I said, wine barrels. Wine barrels. Yeah, they start using wine. Bar- they've started using white wine barrels as well. Particularly some of the stuff that goes on in Belgium. The, some of the mixed fermentation yeah. stuff ends up in all sorts of barrels mm. to produce that almost doesn't matter sour crap that <laughs> yeah. you love so sour much. crap <laughs> may I sour remind crap. you that our first pi- our pilot show was Belgian beers that come out of wooden barrels 
Was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Yes. Got, <laughs> that, yeah. The Petrus from the Wooden Foodies. <laughs> that sounds right up our alley, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds great. Very nice. Yeah. So just um, just covering off a few more of these comments. Um, so Miles Lambert, at Miles Lambert. Yes, yes, it does. But also, no, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> for me, there are certain beers that I love when they've been barrel-aged. Yellow Belly and Bearded Lady being two examples. However, they're not better than the originals. Just different. And I like that difference. I mean, that's... that's I hate it. it when Miles nails it. No, Miles always <laughs> nails it. Wasn't it, yeah, wasn't it the, that last, is why he's number one fan. Wasn't it yes. the last episode where someone's comment was just... I was going to comment, but Miles had already Miles, said it. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was Bob. Yeah. Bob yeah. said yeah. That is it, isn't it? Miles has said it already. It perfectly yeah. encapsulates yeah. the sort of, it depends. Although, yeah. um, our, you know, transfer dealings, football terms, Colin Strong did reply as well. He, he did, Very yes. simply, that depends very much on the beer in the barrel. That was it. I think I think the two have got to work in unison, haven't they? So yeah. you, you've, you you know, I mean, we have. But it also has to be a good beer. I think a few, it's got to be a good. A few other yeah. people said that as well. Put a shit beer into barrels isn't going to make it a good no, beer. You no, you might just hide some of the shitness. Yeah. But it's still on its own. It should still be a good beer. Yeah. So but whatever the base was should still be a good beer. I think somebody did say, I didn't put it on our notes, but somebody did say nobody's going to be ch- chasing a barrel aged doom bar. Anytime soon. Yeah, but then didn't the Although didn't the bearded guy say bearded I would? Guy said, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. lady. So yeah, you know, people will, would, and I, I would go. Mm, I maybe I would. would. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like, it, and I'm thinking it would probably, it would actually be better. But they, they just it would be a, can't be any worse. Exactly, it would be better. Let, 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 let's, it's better let's, than let's the original. Yeah, I just feel like there has to be a point to it. You know, it's you can't just barrel age it for the sake of doing it. If if you had a dark beer and you thought, well, let's age it in a red wine barrel because we think it will bring out this, or, you know, as long as there's a point to it, then, then it's understandable. Whether it works or not is sort of a different question. But if the intention is we've got a clear idea of this is what we think will, will bring this out by aging in a Pinot Noir barrel or aging in a rum barrel, then I think that's fair enough. But, you know, you can't just take a dark beer and stick it in a Chardonnay barrel and say, well, you know, we've aged it. It's, aged in a barrel because it's just not going to work and you've no. done it for the sake of doing it that's a point, point. I, I think very much so yeah I, I think and, and that's where it comes down again so often to the, the skill of the brewer that they've got to know what the original base beer tastes like and what characteristics it gives off and which of those characteristics are going to work best with which barrel yeah it's the science yeah so again that's what you're saying actually the science the magic you need to have a clear idea, or at least you think you know where it's going to end yeah. up. Not just, well, look, I've got this beer, let's chuck it in that. It people, should be. people like barrel-aged beers, yeah. so let's stick so it in So it doesn't matter what barrel it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd agree with that. I, I had to me, I thought that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. And we've all fairly much, this is, although actually, he's actually, this is the longest one he's spent, actually. I, th- I think it's because we're getting into that territory where a little bit unsure everything's just slowing down (laughs) (laughs) mainly Ashley (laughs) everything in my brain is just slowing down a bit now I'm I'm wondering whether we should just slow that down a little bit further (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to yeah it's it's going to happen so the the final beer that we've got to share with you this evening not 11% um, not 11% you're so glad it's a final beer there Um, (laughs) this one's in a in a little wooden box oh Oh, it's Brodog Brood, and this is this is Brewdog's Death or Glory. Um, oh, it's going to be death, isn't it? <laughs> isn't, isn't commercially available. Um, you Ooh. could only get this beer by investing so much in them and being the 
chief investor that week, so I, no, I, I feel very special. I feel oh, so yeah. fucking oh, privileged. Oh, right I, now. Exploited, <laughs> I exploited a number of loopholes to get my hands on a few. <laughs> bottles, so let, let, let's be honest. Now this is a um, barrel-aged beer that's been aged in three different casks. Mm. However, it's also an ice box. So what they've basically done is taken um, ice distilling and barrel aging to its absolute limit. Um, this beer is, where is it? There it is, 26.1%. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck oh, me. Which, yes. Was that my phone? I think that's <laughs> I've got to take this. I'm sorry. Which, which we feel has possibly topped anything that you may have had previously. That is yeah. what, um, mean, that's what not, they've had. I'm not sure. It tops everything we've had. Is that a bike? Is, that, is, yeah. This is the biggest beer that we've done on this the show. The this is the bilo. Yeah. Cheers. to blow your limbs it's, off. Cheers, it's, guys. It's, it's even bigger than the, the hop shop that we did, which was 22%. Yeah. So this which is again as, was Brewdog. Yeah, this is as far oh, as, as, as we've gone. So this is. Um, yeah. Fairly small measures on this one, mate. Right. It's only three. That is a low-level spirit, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, yeah. effectively, is what we've well, got. This, yeah, this is a uh, this is over a port. Yeah. So, so the background I'm on this. Shocked. Um, <laughs> so this this I started, love the reaction. <laughs> yeah. This started life almost five years ago, um, and basically what they've done is they've they've looked to how they can um, blend barrel aging and um, freeze distilling of, of beer and take it to a new level. So it started life uh, in 2011 as a hopped up Belgian gold, golden ale, um, which was then freeze distilled. Um, obviously all of the liquid removed from it, freezed again and again and again to get it to its level. They then put it into four different whiskey casks. So it went into grain, Isle of Arran and bourbon from Kentucky. Was that at different times then? So did it go from one to no, the other? No, it went into the four casks at the same time and then was blended. Oh, to, to, oh, wow. to, together. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, at the end. So I thought it went from, like, hopped from one to the other. But what oh, you're saying is that I, I don't know actually. Uh, sequestered it away in three different whiskey casks. No, it does sound like they put it all possibly into. Possibly why it's got to three different yeah. cask numbers so, on it. They, yeah. And then they put it all back together. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, bloody hell. final beer of, of the evening. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. It certainly will be the final beer. <laughs> absolutely terrified. I've just take the nose of that and some nose on that. My wow. That God. Is... Boo! I can smell That's wood. That's like when you smell a wood. Wood is what I'm getting straight away. I'm, I'm getting. I'm actually getting. Perfectly, perfectly gets it on the whiskey. Uh, I'm getting a bit of an orange liqueur. Yeah. Perfectly gets yeah. it on the bowl. This yeah. die-hard mother has it all. I think that's yeah. That's um. I mean, to me, up. to me, that's wood with a bit of ronsy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, can I just point to Ashley? Never. If we ever do a podcast and Justin joins us, never swish a glass around like that. He'll tell you off. Ooh. Just go su- Ooh. slowly round. Slowly round. Yeah. Because you're killing all the flavour. You're killing all the flavour and the aroma. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I, I did wonder. That was the plan. Ah, yeah. Right, okay. Seriously, okay, I just yeah. had this picture of Justin behind me going, oh! <laughs> I almost can't stop smelling it. It's, it's an, yeah. he's an amazing I, I can't stop smelling it because I'm really worried about it. It's, it's, it's one of those beers. There's one of those beers that's something in the smell that I... Recognise, but I just, oh, it's, you can. It's, it's, it's there it. that I can't. I said it's orange liqueur and wood is what I'm getting. Jesus Christ! I mean, it's like drinking a spirit. There's, there, yeah. there's, there's, there's no life wow. to, to it. That's that's all gone. But that's not a bad thing. When 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 you're bearing in mind that we're drinking 
essentially an ice box. It's not immediately beer, is it? No, no. This no. is this has gone beyond beer. Incredibly sharp. So yeah. so sharp. Yeah. You're right, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like a beer at all. No. It doesn't. It, it, if, it's if, like we're sipping on a. We're not going to do it. I'm getting that like there's that fruity sort of there's that oranges in there, but there's. Yeah, like just like a. Like and what do you say? Twenty six point two. Twenty six point one. Twenty six point one percent. We're not. We're so not yeah, going to do it. But it feels like you should just after dinner liqueurs. Get that down in one. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're way past. We're way we're, past. We're almost beer. into brandy territory here. Well, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're it's, it's certainly got that warmth. And you, that's you're brandy warmth. in the drawing room, and you're mm. another ten percent above wine. Yeah, yeah. And it's still a beer. Well, there is a little bit of a burn at the end, but not much for twenty six percent. But it's what you'd expect on, on maybe something like this. So the way they did the ice bottle beer, is this the same as the one when they did that world record for the strength of beer? Yeah. Um, the same from, principle? Yeah. So, so from what I understand is they, they, they brew the beer, they freeze it. So alcohol doesn't freeze. Which so, is why they have to drop it to the yeah, depths of the so, ocean. So, so when, when, when they've frozen it, what they then do is they take all the water out of it. So they take the ice out of it. So you're then left with the pure alcohol. They then freeze it again to, to take any more liquid out of it. And they keep doing that. And that's how they keep increasing the ABV on a beer, which essentially it started off as a beer. Yeah. There's, there's nothing been added to it to stop it from being a beer. That's what they, they just keep freezing it and taking the water out. So what you're left with is essentially pure alcohol. Well, yeah, what, I'm getting that. <laughs> what do you which, guys think though? It's it's incredibly heavy. Like as soon as it hits the chest, like after after you've had it down, it's just um, wow. It's just that warm, <laughs> that sort of fruity spiritness. I quite I yeah. quite like it. I quite I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah in I small like doses. It. Yeah, I I I, I, I do quite like, like it. As well. It's just but it's definitely wow. Whatever beer we had three beers ago, which you said end of evening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. this is it. This is end of night. End your week. It does you. That's it. Yeah. It's I am so glad I booked to, off tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's supposed to. Well, I was keen not supposed to say it's like a beer. It's just strange. It's just strange that it's put in a, a beer bottle and it's by a beer brewery and it's 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 just not tasting like it. It's just it's just a it, strange sort of like. Do you think in a blind tasting, you'd spot it was a beer? Never. I don't need a word. No, I've been going yeah. some sort of strong liqueur. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's just—it's so flat and it's so it's sharp so, and it's so warm that it's so removed from what it's I know. Bordering on yeah, the brandy, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, as you said, and yeah, I yeah, I'd go for some sort of like strange brandy. If, if I think I'd yeah, if, if you were absolutely pushed, you might say that it's it's a brandy or something with beer involved in the process. Yeah. It's almost like a sort of. Like Tom was saying, the, the whiskey aged in IPA barrels, you'd almost say, like, is it a brandy that's been aged in a beer barrel in, in some way or something like that? Because there's sort of some identifiably beery type notes, but yeah, no, not in a million years. Yeah, you, I mean, look at the lace, lace, lace in the glasses. Yeah, yeah. You know, that is, that is a liqueur. Yeah. I think, I think there's none of that original Belgian golden ale in that. There's, no. Oh, God, no. There's no, <laughs> there's no Belgian characteristics no. To, no. to that. But even for, with that, with that. Demphidic IPA, you actually picked up a bit of hoppiness from it. Like, well, I, um, I picked up a bit more than my my dad and brother-in-law did um, when we had it. But I think it may, maybe it's because I was just drinking I'm drinking a few more beers than they were. But but whereas this one, you just like you say, if it was like a brandy in, in beer barrels, you just there's nothing about it. There's not even like a hoppiness to me or no. anything about it. 
Well, it no, says it says on the real, side real hints sweetness. of hints of vanilla. Are you no, picking up any of that? That's, I'm, gone, I'm, that's gone for me. Yeah, yeah. that's totally. I mean, gone. how long have you had this, Steve? Uh, ooh, two years now. It's possible the vanilla. Maybe three off. years. I'm getting real residual sweetness at the end. There is sweetness. Yeah, real residual sweetness at the end. Yeah. And that burn it's, is coming as well. It's, it's one of those where you think, you, you know, Brewdog have had it in casks for five years. I've had it in my cellar for two. It, it may have already passed its best point. Well, it depends what you're looking for in the best point. I think to have something like this, which you go, do you know what? It is a beer, but not as we know it. Yeah. By any stretch of anyone's imagination, this is not a beer as we know it. I think it's really quite fantastic. Yeah, it's, but it's special, it's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. showing what barrel aging can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, to, to, it, to a and a, a, quite a big scientific process around that as well. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it'd be really interesting to taste it at every point of that process, right from yes, the original beer yeah. through oh, to yeah. now, to yeah. sort of see that development. Especially that original. Yeah, that original Belgium Golden. golden. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe tasting that original beer maybe you do start to pick yeah. up little hints of it in there but yeah I mean that that's it's it's great in a really weird way yeah like it or really not weird like way. it or not this is a beer you're gonna remember this is <laughs> certainly especially for us as well I'll remember it at work tomorrow morning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just for clarity Ashley's going to work tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you heard this he's probably still recovering from that <laughs> I will be um, I just think it's great that we actually have the chance to have these kind of beers brilliant yeah absolutely yeah. you yeah. know so it's a nice way to finish this exploration through dark and barrel mm. aged beers as, yeah. uh, as well yeah. oh, but this is the least dark of all the beers we've had it is but it's probably the most barrel aged it's yeah. the most barrel aged it's so, definitely it's not just the most potent in terms of ABV but just flavour yeah just bags going yeah. on none of it's beer none of it's yeah. beer yeah. <laughs> bags of flavour and yet what it says on the side with the vanilla and the coffee you're not you're not really picking no. it up in, no. in a sense. I just wondered that's just because it's gone so far down. Yeah, now. because it's gone so far down, yeah. Yeah. Burnt sugar, coated fruit, hints of vanilla, roasted nuts, coffee and maple syrup. I reckon it's the syrup burnt I'll sugar. Get more the syrup yeah. 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 All the yeah. sweet stuff that's yeah. still in there. Yeah. Top, else the top is of gone. the tail, yes, the bit in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Not really. Exactly. Thanks, Steve. No yeah, cheers. Yeah, thank, thank you cheers. very cheers. much. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you for um sharing with me. So that that brings us to a nice end actually. Um Guys, where can people find you to, to listen to, to, to your, your, your shows? Because on, to, to be fair, if, if any of our listeners aren't listening to you, I'm, I'm ashamed on their behalf <laughs> that they're not already listening to you. Well, we because, know you and it. Because we are big fans of, of what you do. Thank, so, thank you. So, yeah. so where, where can people find you? Well, you can find us uh, on SoundCloud um, if you uh, search for men beer having badly. Not men behaving badly, as I know some people do. Um, you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes as well. Um, again, if you just search men behaving badly, we will come up. Um, we're on Twitter at MBB Podcast. Um, you can find us on Facebook, again, under uh, men behaving badly. Um, and we're on Instagram as well, uh, which is under... I think that's men behaving badly as well. That's men behaving badly as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just search us out on there, and uh, that's where you can find... All of our episodes so far, um, including our twentieth one coming up soon with uh, with you guys. Brilliant, yeah. and we'll we'll put a link in the show notes as well, yeah. so, so, so people and g- give them a listen. A- absolutely, yeah. yeah. Go, go back to a couple of them, especially the Christmas one. 
Definitely listen to it. Yeah, for Tom. Yeah, really listen to it. Yeah, yeah. And as as always, if people want to get involved in in what we've been doing tonight, use the hashtag opinions, and we will find it. And remember the hashtag opinions. Yes, yes, because that's what you need to use. Next week, do you know what we're doing? No. Okay, never know, know what we're doing, do you? <laughs> um, so, so next week, we've teamed up with BeerBods, and we oh, are going to be um, reviewing their Ones to Watch box. Um, so that's 12 beers. Oh, we're good at Ones to Watch. Yeah, 12 beers in one show, mate. How, yeah. how are you feeling about that? Well, fortunately, we may have some special guests. We, we are drafting in some, some guests to help us with that. Because even for us, 12 beers in one show. <laughs> <laughs> that's ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, you're never getting that under three hours, let's, let's be honest. Um, but if you want to get involved in that, um, head over to uh, beerbods.co.uk, um, order your Ones to Watch box, and if you use the code BEERACLOCK18, you'll get 10% off of that as well, so you can drink along with us. Yeah, and I've had all the previous Ones to Watch uh boxes and they put some good stuff in there they do and generally they are bang on yeah. with their ones to watch as yeah. well so in almost previ- as bang on as we are in previous <laughs> absolutely which we've not even mentioned tonight we'll come on to that next week um but but yeah i think last year they had daya in there didn't yeah. they so yeah yeah they're always pretty bang on um so yeah we'll be back next week with that we're going to finish our um brood i'm going to finish my yeah. brew dog not beer <laughs> Um, Finished over this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.